All right, and welcome to the second episode of the Where Were We Again podcast. In case you haven't guessed by the name, it's a fun podcast where we just sit here and have a conversation. We have conversations with all kinds of great people, whether they're uh, artists themselves or people involved in music and somehow, whether they're promoters or agents or whatever. We want to have a good conversation and kind of hang out and learn some cool things and uh, get to know the people that we listen to on a regular basis. So today on episode two, I have Becca from Reclaim the Day. Hey, thanks for coming to hang out with me. Yeah, no problem. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Right. So we got to meet a little bit. Uh, we've met like two or three times now through Kingdom Come Festival. So, yeah, if you listen to the last podcast, yes, this has become a reoccurring theme. Uh, Dee Swan, I most recently got to see at Kingdom Come as well. I've known him for years, but Becca, we're just getting to get to know each other. So, hey, thanks for coming and hanging out and just having a conversation and getting to know each other a little bit. So, um, Let's start from the beginning, right? So where did you, how did you get started in music, right? That's always a loaded question, but let's start just at the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, no, you're fine. I actually was talking to somebody, I think uh, a new student of mine recently about this. Uh, they, you know, if you look at it, when I started music, it was probably over 15 years ago. Um, but uh, I started playing guitar around then. But when I was started to do it like professionally in the industry, mm-hmm. uh, it was probably like 11 or 12 years. Uh, I started around 2011, 2012 um, with my first band kind of going out and touring and everything like that. Um, but I started uh, music because I used to be a big athlete more than anything. Not to mm-hmm. say that I was really that good um, <laughs> at that athletics, but... It was like my life, uh, my first dream, I always kind of laugh at it because it's like, I'm going to be the first woman in the NFL or whatever, some, some stupid stuff, you know, like, uh, but uh, not to downplay anybody else that wants to dream like that, but um, I knew from my, my skill and expertise, uh, probably wasn't going to get there anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, I watched a heart concert um t on tv one day and okay. i saw nancy wilson and ann wilson and i was like i want to play guitar like nancy um and so i just picked it up i, I told my dad i was like i want to learn this and uh, after that it was just kind of like one after the other i got hooked up with my first band and then um technically my first band was like a traveling like youth band but then after that like I went uh, and I played guitar. I started out as a guitar for my first actual band, um, then moved to lead vocalist. And uh, from there, just kind of like periodically went through like five or six, I kind of lost track, like six other bands throughout the last 10, 11 years. Um, And it's been crazy whether uh, I'd be, most of them I played backing like rhythm guitar and backing vocals and stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then 2019, I left my last project and, uh, started Reclaim the Day with my husband. And honestly, like I call this like my forever band because it is just the band that, uh, God really laid on my heart, um, to do, you know, it's our ministry with my husband and, uh, you know, and, uh, granted I still have my solo project that's in the works, but, uh, you know, everybody, is family in this and uh it's probably one of the most you know it's depending on how do we define success but one of the successful projects um we've done um because you know we've kept god at the helm so um but yeah it's that's like the shortest version i've ever given of that <laughs> honestly <laughs> well the good news is it's a podcast so time is well, ours, uh, but uh, you know, that's fantastic. I mean, it, and it's kind of funny too, because it was the same kind of thing that kind of got started with uh, um, when I had the conversation with D I was like, well, okay, well, how did you get started? Right. And we, we, we started talking about his EDM stuff. I'm like, well, because for him, it was interesting because I asked him like, how did you get into EDM? Because I knew he actually started an alternative rocks. So I'm like, well, how did you make that jump? And so he went down this long winding road and talked about it. And it, now he's one of those guys that, he just was like one of those musical prodigy children. He was playing mm-hmm. classical piano at six, but I'm like, well, how did you get into doing rock though? You know? And he was like, oh yeah, well I started playing all the classic rocks and you know, there's this rock station in St. Louis for those that don't know called KG and they play nonstop classic rock. And I still do. I mean, it's, they, they, they just, they started playing classic rock when it wasn't classic 
and just never stop playing that music. And they never kind of stopped doing it. And he's like, well, that's what I started learning from. I started playing bands like the heart and things like that. And, you know, so it's kind of funny. It's like, it just seems like that's, that's how everybody starts. It's like, Oh, I heard classic rock on the radio or whatever. And that's where I started, you know? Yeah. And it's funny too, because I, uh, I personally didn't actually like, obviously if you've listened to reclaim the day at all, it's, it's more metal than it is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I, I am a green vocalist and things like that, which is not always everybody's cup of tea, but I actually was very like strongly against that music in my earlier years. Whoa, uh, really? Okay. Yeah. I was, uh, you know, like I, <laughs> I was kind of weird. Just, it wasn't really anybody that drilled that into me. It was just like, oh, you know, like, you turn on Evanescence, I'm like, turn off that music. It makes people, like, it's so sad. It makes people, like, <laughs> depressed and suicidal and things like that. Um, you know, just kind of seeing what it did to some of my family. Uh, because you're just like, okay, they're, like, depressed. And they would just constantly listen to this music while they were, like, you know, um, you do self harm and things like that. You're like, turn off this music. Like, this is bad. This is bad music. And then, you know, uh, one day I, I went to a Christian music store and out of nowhere, my parents are like, okay, pick two CDs you want to take, uh, while you, uh, pull weeds around the house that day. So I get, I got my CD player cause I'm an old person, right? Um, you know, I sound old, but like, you know, I still, I still was alive when, when, when tapes were there a thing too. Yeah. But. No, for real. Like that's what, honestly, I was the one guy that were not, I was the kid that was still recording stuff off of the radio onto my cassette tape because that's yeah. what you did. If you wanted to hear that song, that's how you did it. But yeah, no, I get it. CDs, man, I t- that's what I grew up with, right? That's if yeah. you want to listen to something, that's what it was. Yeah, I'm I'm so old school about it. I I still like CDs, to be honest. Um, was there I, so I, you, you're talking about going to the Christian music store to pick up CDs and kind of check stuff out? Like, was there something you just like? Would you walk into the store? Or was there something you're just like fly into? Like, this is what I have I, to pick up. Like, this is what I I love this. I didn't really know many bands. So the bands that I were was listening to, especially back in in the day was the old Hawk Nelson and like that was yes. about as rock as it was going to get for me. Um, and you know, uh, KJ five, two, um, a lot of these older kind of, they, they didn't, you know, it wasn't like heavy metal. It wasn't scream. Mm-hmm. It wasn't things like that, anything like that. Um, and then I just randomly picked out two albums. I don't know what to this day. I don't remember why. But I just remember getting these two albums, and it was Skillet Collide, and it was uh, Jesus Freak, uh, DC Talk. And the moment I put in that album, Collide, I was like, oh no, what did I just get into? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my goodness. And of course, it's to, the, to this day, at least, uh, you know, I'll, I'll make a confession. I haven't really listened to Skillet's new album, but, um, you know, to this day, I'm like, this is my opinion, one of the heaviest skillet albums ever. And, uh, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm listening to it and I'm thinking, wow, you know what? This is actually pretty good. Like this would be really cool. And I fell in love with skillet from there on out. And, uh, they were the ones that really got me into metal. And then I became like a huge Evanescence fan. Cause that was mm. like the band that, even though that was the band that I was always telling my sister, I'm like, Hey, you turn off that devil music, you know, <laughs> that became like one of my favorite, if not my favorite bands. Um, that was most most influential because Skillet mixed with Evanescence. Um, and you might hear that in a lot of my solo stuff that's going to be coming because I like to add that orchestral stuff Ooh, with I like that. basic rock um, uh, and things like that. So that's a lot of similarity to my writing style is Skillet mixed with Evanescence. It's kind of like mm. what I started out into the metal world with. So it's, it's really weird. Um, but if you listen to Reclaim the Day, you will definitely not hear that. Um, <laughs> so. No, I, listen, I love Reclaim the Wow. See, this is what happens when you try to do a podcast after a long day of work. Words don't work anymore. No, Reclaim the Day is fantastic, right? I've, like, I've seen you guys play several times now, and it's just amazing, you know? Um, you. And it's funny because, like... It, you know, you talk about like this heavy stuff, right? You're, you're talking about like, for example, like for, you know, you're saying, oh yeah, I put in that skilled album. I was like, what happened there? Um, skill was probably my first break into really heavy music. 
Now, mm-hmm. the people, you, yes, that laugh at that. I know if you're listening, you're laughing at me for saying really heavy music because, yeah, Skillet's not really heavy music. But if you're like, you know, a, a young kid, young teen, and you're putting mm-hmm. in Clyde for the first time, you're like, same thing you had is like, what the heck is this? I, I'm not comfortable with what I'm hearing, but it, it's, it was different. It just spoke to you. And also, I agree with you on this. This is the hot take for some people, but no, Collide was probably the heaviest Skillet album. Mm-hmm. I would say it's a tough call between saying it's their best album. Or not. I think Comatose could come in as their best album. But again, hot takes there for Skillet, right? Um. Yeah, I mean, funny thing for me was my first introduction to Skillet and heavy music was when they covered a VeggieTales song. Oh, my goodness. I think I remember that, too. Uh-huh. So it, they covered Stand Up, you know, the Chocolate Factory song at the end. Yeah. But I I, I love VeggieTales, and so I, that's what I grew up on. And so I threw in this VeggieTales cover album, and I went in and I go, okay, there's some great dance. You get the very last song, and it's Skillet. And honestly, outside of Comatose, that was probably the most screaming he had done in a song at that point, which blew my mind, which I laugh at that. I'm like, of all the songs to do that to, it would be the VeggieTales one that's going to Soccer Mom Vans. But I think it worked great. No, I, for real, Skillet was probably my break in the hard, take, uh, hard music because I was like you, right? My my music selection was never that hard. Um, DC Talk was another one of the big breakthroughs. So I thought that was great that you had mentioned oh, yeah. that. But um, so you get into hard music, right? You're starting to get into it. You're starting to love it. And you move into playing it. Like what pushed you? How did you figure out screaming? Because I think that's that's probably another big you're hearing. But like that's a hard thing to do if you don't know how to do it. And by the way, if you don't know how to do it, you could hurt yourself. So be careful with trying that out. Like there's a right way to do it, but how did you figure out how to do that? That's a fun, uh, funny story. So my first band, um, when I, we, we, uh, I always make the joke that my first band, basically we had as many members as Angelina Jolie had kids. (laughs) <laughs> um because it was just like it's a lot by the way uh. <laughs> yeah it is a lot you know like because um we had we just had so many member and lineup changes in that band um and um but at the very beginning the the ones that we had pretty much playing bass for us mm-hmm. uh every bass player just they they never stuck they never stuck around Mm. Um, and they were the ones that were screaming and eventually I was like, you know what? I got to take the mantle. I got to figure out how to scream so that we can stop running into this problem. Um, so I did, um, this was probably back 2012 when I started screaming. And honestly, I think, um, <laughs> actually I know that I saw, started doing it, um, not, uh, healthy at all. Um, in fact, I did what I started doing what was called inhales um and inhales are like when you're actually inhaling and then like it's just like uh, you're literally drawing that noise as you're inhaling and it's just all coming from the throat Mm. um so it's really honestly it's it's not really good for you um and so i did that for years knowing that it was wrong um and there there would be shows that i would like uh with that band specifically i would do a scream and i knew i was doing it wrong I felt a cough coming on. I would turn away from the audience and then just cough and like, and then turn right <laughs> back around. Like, uh, eventually though, um, it, you know, it just kind of got to the point where I needed to learn exhales, um, for one of my bands. Cause I, I was still playing at this point I was doing rhythm guitar. Um, but I really wanted to challenge myself to be better and, uh, project more and, uh, have more control over my screen. So in that band, I, I specifically learned, to do my screams better um, mm-hmm. and challenge myself. So I listened to a lot of, and granted, it's not a Christian band, but I listened to a lot of Conquer Divide um, to really shape my screams. Uh, it's an all-female metalcore band, but I would listen to their sounds and uh, their tones and really try to shape my own to it um, as I would learn breath control and projecting mm-hmm. rise with my exhales. Um, and then, you know... Uh, taking vocal lessons with Zana a few years later um, with just my cleans. I just went to her for my cleans because my cleans at that point I had no confidence in whatsoever. 
Um, just knowing what I know really ultimately helps with screaming too, um, with how that. Um, so it just kind of evolved over time. But I, I specifically remember early on doing a show probably back in 2015 with the letter black, the first time I ever did a show with them. And I told Sarah and, uh, I remember she's like, yeah, that's so bad for you. <laughs> I told her, like, doing inhales and, and whatnot. Um, but uh, yeah, I remember that. Um, it's just kind of crazy. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm definitely a lot better of a screamer than I am than it was like 10 years ago. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. I, it, I, I, I get that. I've tried it and I, and I, and I sound like a dying frog. And no, I'm not going to attempt it here. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, that's that's fantastic. And so there's a there's a little thing I'm going to call back to and just stop and say, hey, by the way, guys, if you guys are listening to this and you want to learn how to scream, Zana, for instance, is actually a fantastic teacher. I don't know if you do lessons in that. I do. But see, there you go. And yeah, so I if you. If they're probably two of my favorite female screamers right now is going to be Zana and Becca, right? Thank so you. you guys are fantastic at it. And if you're going to learn from somebody, these two are the great people to learn from. But oh, by the way, they also do lessons and other things too. So go check it out if you want to learn some stuff. That's how. That's what I love about like. Am I here? I'm going to do this. The the, the quote unquote Christian music world is like if they're all the great musicians and artists out there, almost all of them give lessons. So if you really like what you hear, chances are you can learn how to do it from them and you support them too. So that's kind of a good thing to do, by the way. But yeah, it's really cool because she, she teaches vocal lessons and she does uh, business consultations and things. Um, I teach vocal lessons. I do business consultations and booking consultations. Like I have somebody that I'm doing like, uh, cause I used to be a booking agent as well. Um, oh, wow. I still okay. do a little bit of it uh, when I can, when I have the time. Cause uh, but, uh, you know, that's, that's part of, uh, what we have as our reclaim today studios, what I used to do for agent for artists around. Um, but, uh, then I also teach guitar, bass, uh, piano, um, and I'm kind of working on drums, but what I always tell people is like, if you want to learn, uh, vocals, screen vocals, you got to learn to sing first because you can't do one without the other learning. To, you got to learn to crawl before you can walk. Mm. Um, cause they're just, they're so intertwined. Um, so it's, it's one of those things where if you want to learn how to scream, learn how to sing first and, and at least get the breathing down. That's going to help you be a better scream vocalist. That's probably important. Yeah. Uh, don't need anybody turning purple, just trying to make a good scream. But anyways. <laughs> um, so that's brings up some interesting topics, right? So part of the thing that I want to do with this podcast too, is I don't want to just have interviews with just the artist because the artists are fantastic, but I also want to bring light to some of the stuff that's that goes on that makes what you guys do possible, right? So I, mm-hmm. I you know, I'm going to have conversations with promoters, booking agents mm-hmm. uh, coming up. I've got a, a, an interview coming up with the mothership, Cindy Blake and Ship herself. Uh, her. You want to talk about an interesting story? That's going to be a great one. Uh, if you guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, be sure to listen to that episode just because how she got to where she is and how she got to do what she does is amazing. And it's something that really anybody can pull off and it doesn't, you know, it's nothing special. It's who you are that makes you special, you know? And so she's a very special person. I want to tell her story and I want to tell her story uh, for a couple different reasons, because I want to show, Hey, what you do, even the smallest thing makes a huge impact you know, not just on herself, but it made it a huge impact on those around. And I think it's it's an interesting story to tell because of um, the impact just helping out and even the smallest way, just sharing a post, liking something, coming and showing up at a show and maybe bringing something for whoever's playing, how much of an impact that can really have. Oh, um, yeah. You know, and so I want to have those conversations, bring those things to light. And, you know, so I want to start talking about some of those things, too. So let's talk in a little bit about that. Right. So you mentioned, well, you've done booking. Mm -hmm. Right. What is like 
what is your experiences booking, right? How did you get into doing booking? Because um, that can be a challenging thing to get into in and of itself, right? Whether it's booking a show for yourself, right? Promoting your own show or booking an artist to other venues. Like, how did you get into doing that, right? Was that just because of a need to do it for your own self? Or like, is that something you picked up because like you're tired of working with poor booking agents? Because honestly, they're there too. That's a problem. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a mix of things. I, I so I kind of made it out to where I learned a lot of aspects of the business myself so I can handle a lot of it because I, I do all the business for RTD um, and things like that. So, um, you know, granted, my help comes from my husband, um, who's basically my, my partner, um, but he, he <laughs> still a lot to learn for that. Um, but, you know, um, I, I've worn almost every hat that I can in the business besides like, you know, radio stuff. Um, I've never really owned a record label. I've been signed to a record label, but um, with an old project, if you want to call it that, it was a very smaller one. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, one of, one of my old projects, um, just kind of seen every aspect. I've put on shows before, so I've been a promoter um, because I wanted to learn each side of the industry. Um, so that I could be there to help others, um, but ultimately to you know benefit and and push whatever project I was uh, you know uh, in as well. So I started booking because for one I couldn't really afford. It's just like an instrument; you can't afford lessons, you can't afford this and that. So you learn it yourself. Um, so I we couldn't afford a booking agent. Um, and so I took matters on my own hands and just really went out and, and learned the business and learned that aspect for my band. Um, and then eventually I joined uh, another band later on um, that I kind of was like just the booking person. Um, and uh, so, and after I had left that band, because I was sending probably about a good 250 emails a day. Wow. Um, if I could, um, um, if I had the chance to, um, not saying that that's like the best way, but you know, that was just my challenge to myself that throughout the days and it was kind of a, also a requirement. Um, but, um, you know, that's, that's a different story. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, like after I left that band, um, it was one of those things where I almost, I, I tried to work for an actual uh, company and as a booking agent um, with my experience. Um, I didn't really like working for them, if I'm honest, because I didn't like the percentages and things like that. Um, and so, but honestly, that it was weird because with that agency that I worked for, I searched for artists. I would message them and I would like reach out to them and. Um, Actually, that's how I got hooked up with Three Days Under. Um, the first time I met and talked to them, um, eventually we built a friendship and whatnot. I never really booked for them, um, but I think I made, like, I did maybe one month, but I didn't really get that, get much for them. Um, mm. Booking's not an easy job. Oh, no, gosh, no. Uh, it is one of those things where, especially nowadays, um, you know, just touring in general for an artist um, the thing I love about it, though, is that looking at it from not just a booking agent perspective, which um, there are a lot of agents out there that don't understand it from an artist perspective. Um, and there are a lot of artists that don't understand it from an agent perspective. And I'm blessed to see both sides. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just uh, after after I left that, you know, I just started booking independently with uh, Reclaim the Day Studios. Um and I just kind of try to help out where I can. Um, I haven't really done it much for any other artists lately. Just been working on it with RTD um, and my solo project. Um, but I've been doing a little booking for Zana. I will say that. Um, so just helping helping a friend out um, where I can. Um, and kind of doing consultations with another friend who's doing booking as well. And kind of shooting her in the right direction. Mm. Um, so... Like I said, it's not an easy job because you get rejected no, more than you no. do anything. Um, and especially 
you you come you come to find out even with a lot of Christian venues, more so than not, there there are a lot more rejection in that side of things than there oh, are gosh, on the secular yes. side. So um, it, it's it can be discouraging and frustrating, but uh, you know every aspect of what I've learned throughout the last fifteen years of just being a part of music. Um, I I'm blessed to know what I know. Um, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, that's, I mean, honestly, to, to understand both sides, I think really makes all the difference because it puts things in a different perspective and helps you make the right decisions for both parties, you know? Um, yeah. Plus it helps right now that you're working with yourself, but um mm-hmm. So that kind of brings me kind of some of the other things I was kind of interested in a little bit, you know, because this will be a recurring theme going forward anyways. But it's, you know, because part of what I want to do with this podcast is I want to really work with people who are doing it for the right reasons, per se. Right. They're they're Mm -hmm. still in ministry. okay? And it's a lot of times I may work with artists that may not be necessarily floating out into the Christian music world but they're still doing it as a ministry. Right. And so that we may see some of that, but I know you guys reclaim the day tend to be more in that Christian market, but I know you're not afraid to necessarily go out outside of that, but it's, it's interesting to me just because like everybody's got a different view on what that means. Right. Yeah. Because some bands that can be a bit of a dirty word, Christian music. Right. Yeah. Because it's like, Oh gosh. It's so terrible, or the people are so bad, or it's just like no, they don't care. They're not going to actually care about you or support you, or you know, I, I that's something I've been seeing quite a bit. You know, I think people working in the Christian music industry as an artist, a lot of times I see them end up leaving music altogether. You know, mm-hmm. it's a hard industry. So, like, part of that, well, for the first part, let's establish the ministry side. So, first and foremost, you guys do this as a ministry. You've already you've mentioned that quite a bit. How did you determine that's what you want to do? I mean, I, that's that's a loaded question because a lot of times that it's really a calling. But outside of that, like, what got you pulled into this being a ministry other than just being like, oh, I love being in a band. I want to go play music. What? How did you make that, like, no, this is not just – a band and I want to make music. How did that become like, I need to make this a ministry and how do you stay focused in that discipline? That's, that's actually a really good question. Um, and there's like a thousand answers for that as well (laughs) that I'll probably get into. But, um, well, first and foremost, um, I, I am not one of those, you know, we're not one of those Christian bands that believe, Oh, you have to only play Christian, you know, venues. Good. Um, yada yada and everything like that in fact we're actually trying to push more in the mainstream market for that reason um and it's not like we're just oh they're they're a christian band leaving the christian scene because they're gonna go secular that's not the case um the reason being is that we want to go out there and minister to those people out in the world god says he calls us to go out in the world to you know talk about him but it's as long as we don't become part of the world that's mm-hmm. we have to be set aside from that, and that's the big, you know, issue that comes into play is that people are like, you know, uh, it's like there's so much division and so much arguments about everything Gosh. that is Christianity in itself. Um, so that's that's one thing I will throw out there first for, and you know what, if anybody just says, oh well, then they're not really Christian if they're going to go out and play a bar show. All right. You know what, just because we go out and play a bar show doesn't mean we can't minister to those people. Those people probably need it um, more than, you know, I'm not saying nobody really needs it more than anybody else. Because there are a lot of people at a church that are hurting just as much. (laughs) Yeah. But there are people who won't step into a church, okay? There are people who, I've had friends that have, like, made jokes that they said, oh, yeah, if I ever step into the church, I'd probably, like, start, you know, burning right then and there, like be set on fire. Right. You know, but that's when you go out to other, these other places and you talk to these people. Um, It doesn't mean you have to partake in what they're doing. It just means you go out there and minister to them. Um, But the unfortunate thing is why, why do people, you know, quit the Christian industry? Why do people, you know, take God's name out of it? Well, that's actually a a whole nother side of things. Mm, Oh, yeah. 
And that's because, uh, for one, doing music in itself is hard. Um, it is costly. Um, you sacrifice not just money that you don't have, um, but you you sacrifice time from your family. You'd sacrifice uh, just being at home with friends and having a somewhat of a normal life because you're you're doing something completely different that's not of the norm. Uh, you know, it's not a nine to five job um, yeah. for, for at least most bands that are full time. You know, I I do full time music. I teach lessons full time and things like that. Um, so I'm not sitting here at a, working a nine to five job like most people. Um, but it does come with a price. And sometimes I have to go on the road two weeks at a time and be away from my son. And it sucks. Um, other times, you know, it gets to the point where they're just the people involved, the judgment that, and I'm not talking about like, oh, you know, that person just had a drink. Look at them. That, that was so sinful. I'm talking about, you know, this kind of goes to my, our song, Say Goodbye. Um, Say Goodbye was written about this situation we had, my husband and I had, with an old band of ours, where there was just a lot of mental uh, abuse, and it was like a power trip. It was like, I'm better than you, I'm going to keep control over you. We had no control over our lives, um, we had no, it was just, you know, it, that, uh, there was just so much to it. Um, but it's like, there, there's, that's just so common. And I haven't seen it. I see it less in the secular industry. I don't doubt it that it happens, but I see it a lot in the Christian music industry. And then you find it and all these people find and look up to certain people that um, they're not who you would perceive them to be. Yeah. And then they get con constantly treated like dirt. And then people just leave the faith because they're like, if this is Christianity, I want no part of it. And you see that so often. So many bands have broken up because of that. Um, they or they go to, you know, uh, the secular industry and they're like, F Jesus of that. And like, they're like, OK, I'm going to go ahead and denounce him, which is even worse, <laughs> um, which is, you know, like that's. That's 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 yeah. what makes national news right now is so and so from this band is deconstructed and they are now atheists. Now you hear like it's literally I've seen this so many times where you see the big national news stations picking up a story saying that this big known Christian band is now atheist. It's like they weren't Christian to begin with. Yeah. Maybe they started that way, but something something gone wrong. Something went yeah. horribly wrong. You know. There's so much to that, you know, like there, there's there, that could go into like a whole deeper hole. Oh, yeah. Um, where, you know, like it, it's sad to see because these people, you know, I, I probably almost quit music. I don't know how many times because the way I've been treated um, by a lot of people. But um, ultimately, when I knew this was my calling, I knew this was my calling and I had to keep pushing for it. Um, and. I think God could have given up on me numerous times. Um, the times that I've all messed up every single band. And each time I restarted, uh, I make the joke of times I'm like, oh, you know, uh, I restarted probably like five times with different bands and different uh, name and everything. And I'm like, I, I'm at, at this point that RTD is like, it's it, man. Um, and this is where I'm staying because... Um, you know, as hard as it can get sometimes, I, I remember, I didn't even really want to be the lead vocalist of RTD, um, starting out. Uh, I actually tried to get my husband to do it cause I had a lot of bad experiences, uh, with my first band, uh, being the lead vocalist. And so I, uh, just, I just wanted to not do it. Uh, I was like, I'll play guitar, I'll play bass, whatever you need me to play and just do backing screams or whatever. And uh, my, my husband's like, no, I just want to play guitar. <laughs> I was like, great. Um, so we have two options here. We either, I, I either step up as a vocalist or we find somebody. Um, and then I prayed about it and I just remember clear as day, I heard God say, it's like, I didn't call you to sing for them. I called you to sing for me. And I was like, all right, God, but I'm taking lessons. So I did. Mm. Um, that's when brought me with Sana. But, you know, like, um, 
I think a lot of my trauma, sadly, did happen in music. It really did. Sure. And um, and there's a lot of people that have faced that same thing. And that's why people give up on this. And they're just like, I, I can't do this anymore. Um, you know, especially what breaks my heart is the people that are just so on fire for God. So ready to go out there and, um, you know, play these shows, minister. And then they have this bad experience of being treated um, like they're nothing or they're less than nothing by the people that are bigger, um, mm-hmm. which happens quite frequently, um, sad to say. Um, and then they just lose all of their momentum. And yeah. which their momentum in, in reality, their hope should be in Jesus Christ and not in putting these other bigger bands on pedestals. And that's sometimes where people go wrong. But in reality, you know, some people look at it as like, why would I want to be a part of something that treats me like crap? You know, um, and it's just sad to see, you know, I've been a little bit more outspoken about it, um, you know, lately, because it's just, uh, you know, I used to be one of those people like, oh, it'll settle itself. But now I'm like, no, thing is, it, ha- it happens to so many other people and it just didn't just happen to me. Um, and my husband, it's, it's a really like, it's a common issue coming real, real all the time, all the time. We sit all the way. Yeah. So. Here's a, I mean, that's kind of part of what I've been thinking. I've been thinking about that a lot because, um, I hear the stories, you know, I, mm-hmm. I've had these conversations and it, it, it upsets me because it's just like, it's that wolves and sheep's clothing thing. So you're out here, you're saying, not only are you saying you're a Christian, but you're a Christian running a Christian label, trying to support Christian artists. But in reality, that's just what you're doing out front to get people to buy whatever you're selling. And reality is, is you're out here hurting all of these ministries and just, you're not supporting, you're about making money, mm-hmm. you know, and or whatever else. I mean, who knows was, you know, there's just so many stories that, you know, um, it, it, I look at, it's like, it almost is just like the traumatic of the, the church hurt that a lot of church leaders experience the real yeah. people out there doing it for real ministry. get burnt out and walk away and never come back. Yep. You know, and, and it's, it's, it's just, it's just heartbreaking, you know? Um, I, I just, I, and that's my thing is, is I, you know, I, I want to talk about those. I want to have those hard conversations. You know, one of the things is I, I you know, we'll never name names. Sorry. If you're trying to find a gossip show, this is not going to be it. We're not naming names here, <laughs> but we're going to have the conversation because we need to bring light to the fact that there, there are some bad situations out there, but there are good situations too, you know, and absolutely, we're starting to see that because honestly, thanks to people like you who are having those conversations, we're bringing them to light. But we're bringing together the people that have been through those, and we're actually connecting the people who have been through that, and we're building something better. You know, I think this is the start of where you start to see real positive change and good things come of it. You know, and uh, if you look at it from the Christian side, right, I think there are good organizations out there doing good things the right way and trying to honor those. Right. Um, I see kingdom come as one of those, right. That's one of those, it's a small festival in the middle of nothing cornfields, Indiana. Yeah. And yep. yet, you know, they may not, and that's the hard stuff is like, they may not pay the artist what the artist deserves, but it's not about that for either party. Anyways, it's a right. ministry, you know, and they raise money to put that on because they don't charge anybody to come show up. And, the purpose of that is to bring people to listen to music that wouldn't normally come out and listen to music or do things like that and get exposed to something good. Let's come listen to heavy music in a cornfield and a healing field, right? And get something positive out of that, you know, and get life change. You know, yeah. I, I've actually had experience with um, seeing people who wouldn't normally come to those type of events come to that event and specifically and come back, you know, um, mm-hmm. there are several people that I've, I've seen that have had that experience and it makes a difference, you know, um, it's just amazing to see organizations like that exist. And so, you know, I, I love 
seeing that happen. And I love to bring light to that because we're going to talk about those bad situations, whether it's, you know, our discussions here or other discussions down the road, they exist, they're difficult, but there's good things that come out of that. You know, um, there's another great podcast that I listen to a lot that really is just having these conversations about, Oh, how did you get started? And what's like, you know, and they talk about all that. They talk about, Oh yeah, well I got hurt and I got burnt out and they never get to the good part. You know, maybe you got hurt, but you don't talk about that. What, like, well, okay, what you got hurt, but how did God use that hurt to do something better? You know, and some of them are just, we're just highlighting how people got hurt and got burned out in the Christian music world sucks. And you know what? Screw it all. And I'm walking away, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It, we got hurt. It sucks. And maybe you not maybe you're not doing music anymore, but you know what? God still used you anyways, right? Maybe it was your time to step away and you got put into having an impact in your day to day life. Let's talk about the good things, you know. You know, and I think you've gotten to see a lot of great things. And it, I'm excited to see where you guys go next, right? Yeah. Because yeah. It, it, it through the hard things come the great things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um like the you guys have had some really great traction with chokehold, right? And it's yes. not just because of a, a really great feature on the song, mind you, that there's a good feature on that song, but yeah, it's a fantastic song. And one of the things that I love about what we're playing the day is, is it's a, it's a, it's a Christian band and we're, we're using the label because it's, you know, that's what we're, what we're doing, but it's a Christian band that plays heavy music and actually does it well. And it's, good right because yeah that's that's that is a thing right unfortunately there are people out there that are making music and it's not great but you guys do it well i love that thank you you know and i think with chokehold that's like that's it's it's doing well in all those great places and i'm excited to see where that takes you right because i think that's just like that starting point like how I'm excited to see where that goes. And if you guys haven't heard the song chokehold, go out on any streaming platform and go listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Go buy it. Right. Go to wherever you can buy music and buy that song, whether it's digitally or however, but go buy it once you've figured out you actually like it because it's good. Um, (laughs) But, you know, also, or if you're really feeling up to it, go buy it and then go find some computer or something set in your back room and just put it on repeat on Spotify and leave it back there for about three weeks. That way Becca can go buy a hamburger at McDonald's tomorrow. Yeah, that would be fantastic. (laughs) It might have to be longer than three weeks just for Spotify to get those, but you know, well, I did say McDonald's. So yeah, yeah, but that's the, that's the problem with the music industry today. Anyways, is like, if you want to put out music, that's not how you're making the money. You're putting out music to kind of get started so you can go out on tour to sell the t-shirts where you might make your money back. But streaming, yeah. oh, man, yeah. you want to talk about an interesting like turn of events, right? Because we started by talking about, well, you know, you rent to the Christian music store to buy a CD. That's when you had a chance of making money selling your music. Mm-hmm. Then we introduce streaming and then suddenly you're never going to make any money selling music or play, you know, putting out music again, because what is the, what is, what is the Spotify payout rate? What is it like? Point zero, 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 three, one, nine. Like, like yeah, it's, it's like, Oh gosh, you have to listen to it. Like, Oh, what was it? Like a thousand times to get near like 50 cents or something crazy like that. It's just, yeah. it's outrageous, you know? You know, like, what is it like? What? Okay, let's get into some interesting topics around that. How? What is a band got to do to make money anymore? What is what is an effective way to make money as a touring artist? As I always tell people, like the way that we make money, obviously, my husband has a normal job, um, but kind of goes back and forth uh right now he's actually about to take off for the national guard for like seven months oh wow um so he is you know just to kind of put us in a better spot um we we just gone through quite a few years of uh roughness um you know uh a lot of life <laughs> but um to say the least but uh he is taking a remote job with national guard 
Um, So when he comes back, he's able to do remote work and focus on family and the band more as well. So, um, but on a side thing, a lot of the artists you see nowadays are either working like a side job. Like uh, for me, I do lessons um, full time um, or consultations. Uh, I do co-writes and things like that. Just basically everything music that I can. Um, I even produce every now and then um, as well. And uh, what I like to do is also go out and fill in for shows because with Reclaim the Day, I really don't play instrumentally as much as I used to. Um, So I kind of just focus more on my voice than anything. So I get my my fill um, filling in for people, whether I be playing bass or guitar for other bands. So it's one of those things that I'm also a hired gun, so I'll go out and play for other artists. Um, so it's kind of one of those things that compliments, you know. Um, and then as far as that goes, like getting down to the nitty-gritty financially, um, when we started our Patreon, that really super like helps pay some some back. So we have certain uh, Patreon like members, okay, they pay out a certain uh, amount uh, every month that they have subscribed to, and they get behind-the-scenes content that we create uh, as a band, and that really helps us loads with band stuff. Like, uh, it's just, you know, and then when the streaming royalties come out whenever they do every now and then, <laughs> um, then, you know, that that's just the cherry on top. But um, in reality... You know, I worked a grind for a nine to five shift for years until I got to this point where I was actually be able to be established in doing what I do. Um, and so it's really kind of dependent. Like I know a couple of the guys in, in Disciple, um, they have their own studios. They teach lessons. They do all that stuff. Um, co-writes. That's how they make their money when they're not touring. Because touring, honestly... Sometimes cannot be worth it. It's All right. a money um, pit. <laughs> it's, it, it is. And you have to dump money and thousands of dollars in getting new merch. Okay. Um, and it costs money for vehicle stuff and everything. Like we had to sell our bus last year because it just didn't work. Um, so when we go out, we had to up our guarantee just because we don't have a vehicle right now. And we have to rent. Um, and so we haven't really been touring much this year. Not that we plan to anyways. Um, but uh, it's just, it's, it's a lot of money. Now, granted, I'm going on, uh, and I haven't really announced this yet, but I'm going on a solo tour, um, uh, an acoustic tour in October, November. Okay. Um, but um, other than that, you know, that's just like a one-person thing. You know, it's acoustic guitar and a, and, a, and a person, you know, that's not carrying around an entire band full of merch and things like that. Um, and that that tour anyways it's just going to be ministry focused for them i mean not like everything else i do isn't ministry focused but <laughs> you know like i probably won't even be bringing a merch table in the fall um for this tour because i just oh, wow. really want to focus on uh you know the worship portion but yeah i always tell people like savings your best friend um you know doing odd find odd jobs like some people are like hey i'm an artist okay if you do digital design, go for it. Like, use that as a means to provide for your band. Um, that's the best way that you can go about doing this. Um, and you, you'll, you'll see some growth. Um, get, go out there. Make, make it known what you do. And then you, just, once you start to build your clientele list, you'll, see, you'll start to see, you know, more and more of, you know, just fruitfulness. It's just... Mm kind of amazing i don't i didn't expect to be where i was so soon and god's really kind of provided for sure yeah i mean it's interesting because you get all the people that want to go into make being a band and make money i'm like what band do you know that's making money Uh, (laughs) but no but i mean for real like it's really is like it's ministry Mm -hmm. and it's a creative outlet too right oh yeah it's interesting because I think most music is really you're writing your experiences. That's what I've, well, at least most of what I hear nowadays is most mm-hmm. artists when they're writing lyrics and things, it's them writing their experiences, you know? So it, it's a ministry and it's a creative outlet and, and it's all kind of intertwined in, in and just one big ball because 
your emotional experiences that's in your lyrics are how you minister to people. And it's, I love that because that means you're being honest, right? I love the honesty and the realness because that's, that's really how you do ministry is just being real with those and, and sharing your hurt. And you know that there are others out there and you get to take that and give that to somebody, but to go into music and to think that you can just make money at it. No. Yeah. No, no it's <laughs> I knew that from day one, even when I started like over 10 years ago, that wasn't a thing. And you know, to, to be honest with that, with being genuine, that's what ministry is all about. And, some people think that going out and uh, ministry is like, okay, uh, it's like a pastoral position. You have to step up on stage and be one person on stage and one person off the stage. It's like, I hope to God nobody is putting me up on a pedestal because they're going to see my faults and failures right there, right then and there. Um, because I I try to be genuine. I spent, like, there are projects I was definitely not perfect. I, you know, there I think every rock musician has been to a point where they would be like, I want to be a rock star at some point, And I've already been past that phase. But, um, you know, like it's one of those things, like a lot of things where you want to be genuine with your fans and genuine with just people that you interact with because, uh, ultimately, yeah, I could sit there and say, Oh, life sucks because it does sometimes, but that's why RTD's like whole message is centered around hope because, Though life sucks, we can still have hope. Yeah. Um, because God is still there in the morning. He's still there at night every single time that we just have these issues of depression or whatever. Um, you know, he's helped me out 100% um, every single time. And that's that's what people miss is that, you know, like when you're talking about other podcasts where it's like, oh, the Christian industry sucks. It sucks. And um, that's something that I was talking about in a previous interview that I just did recently um, is something that I believe in wholeheartedly is community. Um, So minus what these other bands, bigger bands that might be doing, uh, and I'm not saying all of them do this that are bigger, but there are a few that would definitely put themselves on a pedestal and, uh, you know, uh, they've been mean to other bands that are smaller than them, that they know that are smaller than them. Um, in reality, you know, Reclaim the Day isn't that big, but I'm surprised it's gotten to be as successful as it is in just the short time it's been together. I'm not. Um, um. <laughs> and, <laughs> but, um, you know, like, I, I still want to build up the smaller artists, so I'm all about you know, building the community, you know, bringing in, I've talked to radio stations, brought them in communication with people in Indiana, get him affiliated with A1M and KCF. Um, I've gotten uh, definitely some some smaller bands um, centered around even from all the way to Georgia to bring out because I really just want, I believe in um, being the light out there instead of being that one band that's not like, oh, you know what, you're a lot worse than we are. We're just going to like leave you stranded. Um, I want to lift people up instead of tear people down. And I wholeheartedly, uh, that's one of my, you know, biggest things is uh, part of like, in Patreon, I have a series called uh, Leaving a Legacy. And something that's constantly on my mind is, you know, what is a part of my legacy that I want to leave? And part of it is just the community, building that. You know, for one, I want my son to know Christ. I want him to know who Jesus is. I just want people to see the light and the hope that RTD has been not just uh, people at our level, but beyond that, um, people that were bigger than us, that or people that are smaller than us, just all to come together in in one unity through Jesus Christ, rather than let's come, let's compete, let's let's uh, let's see who we can step on to get to where we need to be, mm-hmm. um, because that is just so divisive and that is not biblical at all. Yeah. No, absolutely. Here's the thing. So I've been doing some variation of this. Um, oh, gosh. I mean, probably we're getting close to I've been at least 15 years, um, which basically means since like 
middle school, high school. <laughs> um, at first, it was kind of, it, so it's kind of a fun story because my little short story is is that this started as what something called the Christian Music Source. Um, mm-hmm. May have heard of it, may not have. That's okay. Most people didn't. Uh, a few cool people did, and. They, they were the they're the fun ones that like to follow music, but I've always loved Christian music, and that's just because at first all I ever listened to was Christian music, and that took a long time to break out of that. Uh, it's okay to not listen to Christian music all the time, by the way. But um, you know, I started listening to Christian music. And I'm like, oh, I love this, and I I wanted to talk about it. So my little homeschool group newspaper when I was you know in little middle school, I put out a column, talk about the new Christian albums were out. Now, I didn't really know a lot at that time, so my best bet was I grabbed the Christian music catalog and looked at the new releases and put it in there, and that's what I did. But eventually, I got onto Facebook and and actually started something with it and started to connect with people, started actually promoting specific artists and things like that. And it grew that I got to build those relationships and get to know some people. And I started to find, you know, and my passion was connecting with people like you. And artists like you and bring and bring another artist in and say, do you know this person? Because they do something like you, but they're over here in, you know, Oklahoma. But you're and I love that you you're doing the vision I've had for so long. And I love to see that happening. I have never really gotten to get to the point where I got to really do this. And I get to do interviews and things like that. And that's what I get to do with this podcast. That's what this podcast mm-hmm. is. It's It's about showing off the amazing ministry. Not necessarily the people. The people are amazing, and there are amazing people behind this. But I want to show the great work that is God is doing through you, because let's point in the right direction here, right? Let's point to what really is important through these conversations. But I want to help promote the ministry, right? We're promoting good music, because that's, that is, I, I am about music, and I want to show off some great music. But I want to promote the ministry, and I want to highlight the fact that you're doing something great. And so we're going to continue to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm so just glad to hear that there's that that's going on because for so long. And what pulled me back into this was those stories of just all these just bad stories and things going on and dissension and all these things in the industry and things being torn apart. And I didn't see a lot of that coming together. And now it's starting to come back together again. And I want to help be a part of that. And so that's what this is. So I'm glad, I'm thankful you're doing what you're doing. And so let's go to the, let's kind of, you know, we've been having a great conversation. I know you've got so many pans in the fire and, (laughs) and also a family. So whatever that might look like, but you've got so much going on. So I don't want to keep you too much longer, but um, my son's asleep. So you're good. Oh, that, no, <laughs> let's just keep going. Two more hours. No, no, no. We, <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to listen to me for two more hours. So I apologize for having to hear me talk so much as it is anyways. But I do want to stop. And what I always want to bring in around back to is, is I want to also highlight that we want to hear about what you guys got going on. And I want to support and, and push forward what you have happening. But there's another side to that. I want to bring into the side that we have listeners and an audience that love music too, because they're listening to this podcast. Well, they need to know how to best support you. And I think right now that at your Patreon, I mean, I tell you what, I think Patreon has really shifted the game for artists. I mean, it's become one of the most successful ways to keep an artist going. Um, So I'll just stop and say it, you know, Let's go follow Reclaim the Day's Patreon. Go be a member of that. If you don't have a lot of money, that's okay. I'm sure there's uh, you probably have something that starts like a dollar or something just to hear something. You know, we do. A we lot have of artists dollar, yeah. do that, right? If that's all you can do, go do that. Because I don't care what kind of money you make. We can all throw a dollar in, right? But go do the Patreon. Support that Patreon. What else can we be doing to help you, whether it's monetarily, uh, support-wise? How can we be helping you? And what you're doing, you reclaim the day and what they're doing. Um, obviously, we could be watching for some solo stuff, but how can we help? Yeah. Um, well, for starters, absolutely. Patreon um, funding is honestly uh, a, a, one of the best ways. Um, as, as we've talked about, musician salary is just not, you know, uh, existent. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not existent. Um, so in, in all honesty, like a lot of the stuff that we're able to do is, you know, either out of our own pocket or, sure. uh, which is, you know, it's not that deep. Um, <laughs> but, um, or just honestly, uh, a lot of it's just 
provided by fans. And uh, that's why we just love giving back to you guys. And uh, But if you can't do that, prayer is the next best thing. Just being um, obedient, praying for us everywhere we can, um, and just to go out and minister and just to grow. Um, you know, that's that's the main key thing. You can go listen to our music. Uh, it's out on every streaming platform. You've got a YouTube channel. You can support us on... We actually have a TikTok now, as much as I hate to say that. It's infecting everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> we got a website, everything, you know, get some merch. Um, whatever, you know, you feel led to do, um, we... Whatever it is helps us in that, you know, even if it's just prayer, um, it means the world to us just having the support that we do. Um, I'm honestly like so every single day, I'm like surprised at the support that we have. I've been to shows that are in like uh, close, like that are in Indiana, which is where we're from. And we're we headline these shows. And uh, I'm just like, whoa, all these people are here to see us like who's heard of us? Like, who, who are these people? Like, <laughs> I get so surprised. It's like, um, I, I never would have guessed that some of the stuff that has happened, the ministry opportunities that we've been given, um, and, and, and so much more, um, that we've just been blessed with. And a lot of it is just, uh, it's a huge thing. You know, it's all been by God, but also the support of our fans, um, which we are just humbly just, just, so thankful for yeah so i'll i'll wrap it up by this it, i i mentioned it with d last week but it really is it, it is the, the thing that you guys are missionaries most people don't realize this but your favorite christian band most of them the real ones the ones you're going to hear here at least are really end up being missionaries they're just as much as a missionary as the missionary that your church supports in uganda or wherever that be because there's mission fields here and you guys are doing the same missionary work that they are because you pointed it out it's because being in ministry is not being a pastor on a stage. That's a facet of what could be a ministry. Mm-hmm. There's something called the fivefold ministry. If you want to get into the Bible, but we'll not get into too much detail, but this is a part of that. You guys yeah. are missionaries, right? And so we can support people like Becca or D or whoever that might be the same way you support a missionary because they're just doing the same work, just in a different way. Support them, right? This is this is important. Um, we're not sitting here just begging for money. We're not we're not the 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 you know give me your tithe money thing. This is just saying you want to go out and reach somebody and touch somebody's life. This is how you do it. Support people that are doing that. Maybe you yourself don't have that like. I am not great at going out and having and ha- uh, uh, standing on a stage and talking about it. So I'm going to support some of the can, you know, and just do that, man. This is this is important stuff. So, uh, Becca, uh, what's something good we can be listening to from Reclaim today right now? What could what is something that somebody should be out there listening to? Oh, uh, I talking about like a specific song. Or? Oh yeah, what's the new stuff? What do we need to be checking out right now? Um, well, right now check out the new "Say Goodbye" video that was released a couple months back. That's about oh, the yeah. newest thing right now. Um, we will probably have some new stuff coming soon-ish. Um, I wouldn't say within the next couple months, but um, you know, we're in the we've future. been in, yeah in the future. We've been working on some stuff, and it honestly, some of it is definitely heavier. Um, and so, uh, we're really excited about that. We've already got like four out of, I don't know how many songs we're going to put on this new, this, this full length album, but, um, we've already got a few of them pretty much written and just kind of deciding, um, how we're going to, you know, we got quite a few more to go and, uh, we're trying to, um, you know, so kind of figure that out. Sorry, I just totally got to, there we go. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, t- just trying to, you know, kind of do what we can and um, take take it for what it is. Because I, I, I would tell you how many tracks are on this album, but I still don't. It's so early. Oh, gosh. Even, Leave some yeah. things to surprise now. Come on now. Yeah, it's, it's more <laughs> like a surprise to us. So, um, but, you know, something I do want to, to say um, is that um, 
you know, I heard this in a sermon and I honestly, I just can't get out of my head. So every single time when I talk to our fans, I want to mention it, but it's, you know, you kind of hit it on the head there. It's like, um, it's not even just giving financially. There's so many different callings. It's not just like, oh, if you're a pastor or, oh, if you go out and play music somewhere, it's like um, in your own home or in your own, whatever you're doing, um, you know, like you could literally be living out your calling right then and there because somebody who I can't minister to might be somebody that you can minister to yourself. Um, and so it's just kind of like, uh, just never doubt your worth is, uh, that's because none of us are above any of us, any, anybody just because of our callings or our importance. We're literally all the same. And we're all working towards that one goal. So, um, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, say goodbye is um, the number one thing that we've got going on right now. Um, and if you haven't checked out the Choco video, go, oh, gosh, go yes. see that. But <laughs> if you want to see, see so. two massive screamers going at it, that's a great video for that. Like, uh, oh my gosh, fantastic. Well, uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, where can we find uh, Reclaim the Day on the internet? Everywhere on stream, any streaming platform. You can find us. Um, basically, the best one is on our website, www.reclaimthedayofficial.com. Uh, um, but uh, we are also on Facebook. Um, like I said, TikTok, Instagram. Um, I don't know about Twitter yet because I honestly, we used to have one, but it's been a while. So, um, <laughs> may have accidentally deleted it. I don't know. Um, but anywhere else, like streaming platforms, yeah, you can find us and uh, we're all in place. All right. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight. I know it's been a great conversation, and this is definitely not going to be the last conversation. We're definitely going to have these conversations more often. So thank you for listening to episode number two of Where Were We Again? Theme music, as you're now starting to hear, is provided by The Swan. Songs called Haters. Go check that out on Spotify. Go check out Reclaim the Day on anywhere you can find it. YouTube, Spotify, you name it. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and have a great night.